friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. Our guest today is Rachel Wren. Rachel is a single mom with two young children, and she is here to tell her story of divorce and being a single mom and some of the challenges and some of the joys that go along with that. Rachel is a hairstylist here locally, and I am just really glad that I had the opportunity to talk to you today. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for coming today. Hey, how are you? Good. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm so glad that you could come. I know you're a busy woman with your hair, and she does my hair, for anyone that wants to know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to talk today about being a single mom. Yep. You were thrown into that completely unexpectedly. Yep. You had two very little children at yeah. the time. Yep. So why don't you just start your story? All right. So... Um, I was an army wife. We moved all over, lived in Texas, Virginia, Florida, and um, my favorite stint during that time was definitely Virginia. I loved it. It was, you know, I had an amazing job, very close friends. Um, church was another, it, it was just amazing. And um, we had to move to Florida so my kids' husband, or my kids' dad could finish school. And, um, I had no peace about moving to Florida. There was just not, not any peace whatsoever. I didn't want to make the move. My career was thriving. The kids were great. Um, it just, it was very unsettling. Yeah. So we get to Florida and, uh, we're there about six months. We come home for Christmas in 2016 and I just, it was good to be home. But there was just so much unrest between me and my ex. And uh, we had been together 12 years. And, uh, you know, we celebrated Christmas. He toyed with the idea of leaving us in Ohio for him to go back to Florida. And I was just like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are yeah. you thinking? So um, he ended up going back to Florida without us. Uh, we didn't have a car um, my vehicle was still in Virginia. The only things that we had were what we took as for a vacation. For a vacation. Yeah. That's it. So it was uh, very, very scary. Like, we didn't know what we were going to do. But, you know, like, it had been so rocky mm-hmm. up to that point. And I just, at that point, I, I just, if he was so willing and able to leave the kids and I, then go ahead. Yeah. We were done. And he was away a lot. Yes, he was. I mean, in all those states yes. that you lived in, yep. you spent a majority of the time, yep. you and the kids. Yep. He was deployed, training, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you become uh, a single parent during right. those times. Right. So, yep. Right. And uh, I, I remember reading about your um, your time in West Virginia and, and how I mean, that was just... Oh, my gosh. I love like it. like your, your place in the world. Yes. <laughs> and I was actually reluctant to move from Texas to Virginia. And I actually... I mean, it was life-changing. The people that I met there, I still am in contact with. And it's yeah. just... Yeah. I know you go visit there. Yes. So... 
Okay, so so you were left here yeah. with the kids, yep. clothes on your back, yeah. and your Christmas gifts. I yeah, mean, basically, literally. that's all you had. Yeah. So what was your next step? Did you did you choose to stay here? Did you what what was your desire going through all this? Well, my son was in second grade. So he had to, you know, go back to school somewhere, whether it be back in Florida. And as far as I I was concerned at that time, it was not going to be Florida. Right. So my dad and I hiked up to Florida. I mean, within a day, we were in Florida, packed up the U-Haul, and we drove back together. Yeah. So, and... And then you stayed with your mom and dad for a while because you had, you didn't have a home here. I mean, you had to get your bearings. You had to restart a business. Yeah. And one of the things that I learned from you when this was all going on is you have to work for a year before you can buy a house. Yes. And so it was just a really hard circle. It was wild. Yeah. Living with my parents for a year and rebuilding my career and everything. So Caden was in second grade. Yes. And Scarlett was how old? Uh, two and a half, I want to believe. So she was little. Yeah, yep. Okay. So how did this affect them? Well, enrolling Caden into a new school was not something that he hasn't done before being an army brat. So it was kind of nice actually for him to go to a school where I knew the teachers Mm -hmm. and I knew the community and the neighborhood that my parents lived in. I, you know, got to expose Caden to that. He made friends pretty quick, you know, so that was good with him. Scarlett, did not want to leave my side, believe it or not. I mean, yeah. she's definitely come out of her shell now, but but she was two. She was two. two. Yeah. yeah, she was scared sometimes just to even stay with my parents. So it was a big change. What What do you think caused that? Just that he left. I mean, she, you know, he was gone a lot, so she clearly felt something. Yes, I think it was because. So we lived in Virginia. That's where she was born. We were there. That was our constant. That was our stability. Right. We moved to Florida for six months. And six months after, you know, we're back in Ohio. She would have been two then. Yeah. So that's a lot of change for a little one. Absolutely. Um, So your parents are really supportive. So supportive. And I know your mom really well. Yes. I know she would never be anything but supportive and loves those kids. Oh my gosh. Crazy. So talk a little bit about that and how that that helped you through this time. Honestly, if it weren't for my parents, I couldn't have been at work late nights or, you know, working on Saturdays, I couldn't have done, my kids couldn't have done the activities that they wanted to do without my parents running them to these places. Mm -hmm. And just how grateful I am for them. You know, um, I just, without family, you know, I couldn't have done anything. I make the joke sometimes, like, if I wish you would have left me in Virginia because I love Virginia so much, but then I wouldn't have my family. Right. I lean on them so much. Yeah. And they've been a huge support. And now you're out on your own, yep. you know, and have your own place. And your kids are both in school now. Scarlett yes. started kindergarten. She started kindergarten. That was wild. That was a wild time. <laughs> so with divorce, and um, I know he was in Florida, but then he came back to Ohio. Yes. And so your children do have the opportunity to see him. Yes. How is that for them? Because, you know, they have a home here, yeah. and it's it's not all the time. So how, how does that work for them? Um, right now, it's kind of hard for Caden just because he's in so many activities. And he wants to be at these activities with mm-hmm. his friends on the weekends. But, um, you know, we have, you know, other priorities at other houses. And he wants to make sure that he has his time with his kids. So it's hard for him to get him to these places um, 
on the weekends that they're with their dad. So he gets upset about that, but he understands when he comes home, he's able to partake in his activities with his friends. Yeah. And I'm sure they understand as well. Yep. So, um, talk a little bit about, because they go to their dad's probably every other weekend. Yes. So talk a little bit about your first holiday without (laughs) your kids. Cause I can't imagine. This was actually the lowest point, um, in my divorce journey was the first holiday. Mm-hmm. It was Thanksgiving. Um, I believe it was 2018. Um, and I just remember they were picked up, I think, the day before. And we had made plans. We were so excited to go to my Aunt Leslie's house. And we all do it up real big. We make all the good food. And, you know, my kids weren't there. Yeah. I sat by myself. You know, even though my parents and my family were there, my kids weren't there. Yeah. And it was, I remember uh, staying maybe an hour, going home, and I just cried and went to bed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that would be tough. Yeah. That would be tough. It was. So you you were divorced, what, about a year after all of that? or? Yeah. Um, we separated in 2016, and I don't think it was even final until... 2018 so the summer of 2018 it was finally finalized so and so now you're in that place (laughs) you know I mean you're probably two years you're probably pretty healed over that yeah and you're divorced so you're ready for the next step right right and I know that your next step was a little bit rocky. It was very rocky. It was. But, you know, um, during those two years before I started dating, I think it was super important to find out who I was aside mm-hmm. of a 12-year uh, relationship, 10-year marriage. Like, right. who, who am I? Right. So I think it's really important to take that time. But when I did uh, started dating, um, it, was, it was hard, yeah. you know, like... 10 years is a long 12. <laughs> how really. do how do you even flirt? Like, you know, like <laughs> you're that's I'm weird. A mom. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, right. And and I think that would be hard um to to do that. I I watched you during that time. I want to go backwards before yeah. we before we move to that cuz I I watched you during that time. I had I was blessed to be the first person in your chair here. It's true. Yes, I remember that day. Yeah, when you opened your business and um so I you know, you and I talked and I I watched you go through this. And one of the things that just I was so compelled by your story is your faith journey during this time of chaos and transition just grew. I mean, you've always been a woman of faith. Yeah. A very strong woman of faith, but you went to a whole new level yeah. with this because you 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 were clinging to that with everything yeah. that you had. That's all I had. Yeah. That's all I had. And I was so impressed that someone as young as you mm. could see that because when you're in chaos, even when you know God well, sometimes it's hard yeah. to reach for him. Yep. But you didn't just reach. You were clinging to him. Yeah. And I was so impressed with that. So talk a little bit about how how that helped you and what you did to grow. And Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. It was very hard for me because as a wife, I thought I was doing the right things. I thought I was, you know, being a submissive wife to move to Florida. And, you know, I thought things would come together. And when it didn't, I was like, really, God? 
You know, right. I, I thought I was doing the right thing. I thought I was, you know, going to this unknown place to be a family. And here I am, husbandless, with two kids. And um, it was a struggle at first, but God carried me every single day, step by step. Uh, you know, just I could hear him and feel him. Just take another step. You got this. I'm right here. You know, like literally my cheerleader. And oh, I love that. I've never, <laughs> I've never experienced anything like that because when you're down and out, and when I get sad, I don't really like to talk too much. I like to be in my bed alone. And God brought me out of that. I was so depressed, mm-hmm. and He was the only thing that um, I knew was my constant. Right. So. Right. And I, I'm glad that you were able to see that. And, and it's one of the things I want people to hear from this is it wasn't easy. No, it and wasn't. You we're probably mad at him sometimes. Yeah, maybe a little. But you didn't ever, you never walked away from him. Yeah. Yep. You just told him. Yeah, I did. I said, really? This is where we're at? And yeah. I think it's okay to have conversations like that with God. He knows anyway. Yep. You may as well just be real. Right. Yep. Yep. He knows. So... Um, so getting back to the kids and, um, I think we were talking about your holidays and, and then you're getting into the dating world. Yeah. And so talk, talk about your first date. How, you oh, know, gosh. were you nervous? <sighs> what? Cause that was a couple of years later. Yep. This was, yeah. you've had time to heal, Absolutely. but still you've been hurt. Yes. So what was going through your head? Um, every single time I went on a date, I was just like, oh, this could be a new friend. You know what I mean? Just someone, hey, how are you? Nothing serious, nothing, nothing long-term. Um, because you can only do so much healing on your own. Right. And then once you start dating again, you kind of have to talk yourself into it. Like it's, you know, it's, it's no big deal. It's just, you know, you're having dinner with someone. It's no, no biggie. But you know, um, I'm actually seeing someone seriously now and, I think it's important to make a checklist of things that you really want to look for in a significant other. And if, uh, if they mark the checks, I mean, it's good. If you want your kids to look up to these people, right? you know, that's a big thing for me is someone who can be a role model. And right. if I wouldn't be proud of my kids seeing what they're doing, then they're out type right. of thing. I might even, why even, why waste time? Yeah. Go through the friend thing. Yep. So... I know that your your next. I know too much because I come to your church right. every month, right? <laughs> yes. And I know that one of your next um, bigger relationships was was someone who pursued you greatly, yes, and then disappointed you as well. And yes. This is the first time that you, Ugh. after much, yes, he was pursuing you, yes, very hard, yep. and you. I remember the day you said. <laughs> I think I really like this Yeah, guy. right. And so you were letting all that guard down. Oh, yeah. And so talk about that. It's super flattering to be pursued, of course. Absolutely. You know, like, and it was by a pretty, you know, wholesome person, you know. And <laughs> Okay, so when that was let down, um, I, it was around the holidays also. Oh, that's right. So that was a very tough thing to go through because, you know, I had to go through these holidays thinking, you know, oh, I'll have my friend, like, we'll hang out, he'll occupy my time. And then I was very blatantly let down 
in a moment's notice. Like, and, um, for someone to be flaky after consistently pursuing you, I mean, that's tough. Like I was already struggling with rejection. Right. So to be hit with that, Mm -hmm. it was, it was hard. Yeah. And he had other life events. It really wasn't a rejection of you, but it probably felt like it. It felt like it, for sure. For sure. Yes. Yep. So now um, you're in this relationship that um, started very similar to all your others. Very, yes. Very, very slowly. Yep. Um, but you had your list. Yes. And so that worked out well for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, it was actually one of my... Um, guest who comes in for me to do her hair you know her husband worked with uh this guy and she's like you should go out on a date with him I'm like oh here we go again another (laughs) date so I mean you know like I said I had no intentions and just from the very first night that we first started talking um he possessed so much good characteristics Mm -hmm. I mean just a good loyal person you know he had been through some hard stuff too and you know we could compare stories and um just go from there and it's been really great and his friends are very morally sound he's very morally sound and I think that's super important to me right yeah you know what what you're looking for and you went after that so um having been through all this and a lot of ups and downs and and whenever you're divorced, ups and downs never really end. Right. They're just not as big. Right. And so what would your advice be to a young woman or any woman, really, yeah. that has found out that her marriage is over, not through her choice? What <sighs> What would your advice be, and both emotionally but also spiritually? Yeah. Um just keep clinging to the cross. That was a huge one for me. Um, You know, I had to make choices based upon someone else's bad decisions. Right. I never wanted this. Um, Actually, Stephen Furtick said, um, I wouldn't choose this, but I wouldn't change it. Yeah. So um, I just, I, uh, you know, dig deep. When you feel like you can't go anymore, just, you know, God's there. And so those nights that, or days, or, you know, you said you left after Thanksgiving, and, and I remember you um, I remember you posted about it, you know, that you just went home and curled yeah. up in your bed. What got you through that? Actually, Stephen Furtick, um, he really? had some amazing sermons around that time. Um, and then uh, the Bethel singer, Stephanie Gretzinger, uh-huh. she has a song called Pieces, and what's the other one? I actually wrote it down because I literally put it on replay. Uh-huh. Like... What was it called? Oh, out of hiding. This is how, you know, we shouldn't put our hope and our, um, uh, we should not lean on other people's right. uh, understanding because God is all knowing and all seeing mm-hmm. and he, he's got this. He, he knows does. the very next step before we even take it. Yes. And he has a plan for my hurting. He, he, he does. Yep. And, and he has a plan for their hurting yes. too. And, and they can cling to that. I, I think sometimes we forget, especially when we're hurting, yeah. that that is the one thing that never goes away. It's constant. The love doesn't change. It doesn't matter what you've done or I've done. Yep. That love doesn't change. It's true. And 
that's really the only constant that we ever have in our yep. lives. And I wish more people would understand that. So I hope that people that are listening get that from you. Yeah, absolutely. That, that when you were in your bed and Ugh. covers up to your chin, yes. your computer is in front of you and you're playing Christian music and listening to Stephen Furtick. I had to, I had to get through it somehow because it wasn't going to be on my own. That's for right, darn sure. Right. But that's what you chose to do. Yeah. And I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So, so your kids are in Ben Logan. Yes. They're both at doing school great. with their masks on. Yes. I've heard <laughs> my grandkids go there and it sounds like everything's going well and things are going well for you. Yes. And um, tell me what church you go to again. Um, Bell Fountain First Church of God. That's right. Yep. That's right. So, and does your new guy, he goes with you? He has not come yet, but we're actually thinking about finding a church together. Right. So, something so. that we can make ours. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yep. I I, uh, I remember many years ago, um, a very wise woman told her daughter, if he has a church, that needs to be where you go. Yeah. Because it's hard to find yes. men that love Jesus. Right. And it is. Um, if he has a place he's comfortable. Yep. As women, we tend to, to yep. fit in more places. So I think that's really a great idea. Yep. Thank you, Rachel, so much yes, of for course. spending time with me today. Um, I always ask my friends two questions okay. when they come. The okay. first one is, what scripture is just getting you through right now or that you love right now? Um, I've always uh, clung to exceedingly and abundantly. Um, mm. My pastor in Virginia, I can't, honestly, I can't tell you from the top of my head what uh, scripture it is, but I know that God will provide exceedingly and abundantly no matter the circumstance. So I love that. Yeah. And the other thing I ask is what's bringing you joy right now? You personally, me personally, gosh, I know this is so cliche, but my job, mm -hmm. because I can, I have so many ladies who sit in my chair that I can have so many awesome conversations with and you know, while I'm giving them advice, they can give me advice too. So I think it's good that we have some girl power. Yeah. It's great. And you make people beautiful. So that's got to be a... I'm just bringing out their beauty. They already have the beauty. I'm just bringing it out what they already have. And I love that. <laughs> but that's got to be a fun thing oh, to do. Oh, I love do, it. Yes. To make, to make women and men... Sometimes yes. men, I don't think they care as much as women right. to feel good about themselves. Yep. So thank you for sharing your time yes, with me today. Thanks. I appreciate you sharing this. And I hope that other women that are going through this can learn from, from your time. Absolutely. It's thanks. been great. The In the Whisper podcast is sponsored by Gifts with Grace. Gifts with Grace connects caring mentors with women who need encouragement and support after experiencing trauma. Our mentors meet women where they are, and together we work towards specific goals uniquely suited just for them. Each woman also has the opportunity to grow spiritually through Bible study and express herself through the creative process of gift making. If you want to know more about Gifts with Grace, go to our webpage at giftswithgrace.org. Thank you for listening today to Rachel's story. I hope that it touched you in some way. Rachel has really grown in her faith over these last few years as she has dealt with being a single mom and divorce at a really young age. And so there's lots for, I think, for all of us to learn from her story. Thank you so much for spending your time here at In the Whisper, and we will see you next week.